in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So here we are at the end of another church year. The Lord's earthly ministry and the early history of the church has been remembered. The feasts and the festivals celebrated. The seemingly never-ending ordinary green season, today it begins to come to a swift end. Now, the end of the church year brings with it dark, apocalyptic readings. This week's readings warn us of times of trouble, the darkening of the sun and moon, the powers of heaven being shaken, the cosmos falling, the heavens and earth passing away, and animal sacrifices that can never take away sins. Next weekend, the solemnity of Christ the King, the last Sunday of the church year, boasts of the Lord being robed in majesty, the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven to take back his creation. Jesus declaring that his kingdom is not of this world. To be honest, to my sinful human ears, this all seems quite frightening. I mean, if you're not shaken by these readings, do me a favor and check your pulse to see if your heart still beats. The Lord Jesus is coming to judge, my friends. That which has been shrouded in darkness will be bathed in the light of truth. The sins that you've guarded and worshipped will be known. Our hearts will be laid bare before the Lord who created them. Everything, everything will be revealed the true meaning of the word apocalypse, revelation. 
The end of the church year is terrifying to those who have been complacent in their sin because it shows us that all of the sacrifices that have been made at the altars of the world to revive sorry souls have been for naught. And the psalm appointed for this week, Psalm 16, which we just recited a portion of, reminds us that the sorrow of those who run after another God shall multiply. Do you find this true in your life? Do your sorrows multiply when you become complacent in your sin and turn your gaze to other gods? I mean, if the church here has taught us anything, it's taught us that hunger for power really leaves us starving. That the hoarding of wealth makes us spiritually impoverished. That giving in to sexual urges by virtual means opens within us a deep emptiness. The jealousy of others plunges us into a disorienting darkness. And that apathy toward the Lord slowly decays us spiritually and emotionally. Our sin and our sins have worn us down to the bone. And our fallen flesh then recoils at the holiness of the triune God in the face of the gods that multiply our sorrow. How can we, unholy, come into the presence of the holy? And yet somehow we've found ourselves here in this sanctuary at 11.06 a.m. on a snowy fall morning on the second to last weekend of the church year. We've confessed our sins, and yet our sinful flesh is still haunted by the readings which were just read. The Lord Jesus has come to judge the people. Our flesh begins to wonder, can our unholiness be made holy by us offering burnt offerings or sin offerings to appease the Lord's anger? No, we can't offer those. For the Lord does not take pleasure in these offerings or sacrifices. Their aroma isn't pleasing in his sight. What then? Will Christ strike us down forever? Will he make us the sacrifice for our sins? We brace ourselves, eyes wrenched closed, for the hands of Christ to rain down on us in fury because of our unholiness. We brace ourselves, and yet, nothing comes. We lift our heads, 
And we open our eyes expecting to see the Lord's eyes burning with anger, hands clenched in fists to strike us. But we're awestruck when we're confronted and comforted with something unexpected. Not eyes burning with anger, but eyes full of compassion. Not hands clenched in fists, but hands pierced with nails. The loving Father has sent His Son Jesus, the great High Priest, to be the sacrificial offering for our sins. And now Jesus comes to us on clouds of heaven, lifting His hands in blessing, not in judgment. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there is now no condemnation. There is nothing to fear. There is now no condemnation, for Christ Himself made appeasement with God. Christ gave us His holiness. Christ took the cup of wrath. He forgave our sins by taking His kingly seat on the throne of His cross. And through that death, He has killed the gods who have multiplied our sorrow. They have no power over us. So all that we originally feared in our readings for today, the judgment and the darkness, the secret sins and the tainted hearts, Christ takes to the cross with Him and gives us something better. He gives us something more beautiful. He gives us something that every soul on this earth longs for, the benefit, the blessing of the one ultimate sacrifice for sins. Jesus gets the judgment. You get the blessing. Jesus takes the darkness. You are gifted the light. Jesus dies for your sins, secret and known. And now you live new lives with him and in him. Jesus' heart is pierced so that your heart might be cleansed. It's the gift given in those baptismal waters. It's the gift that is offered to you day in and day out, a more beautiful, joyous way, a new, everlasting life of basking in the blessing of the one true sacrifice of Jesus. It's all good. It's all joy. It's all blessing. Yet there are still times in our lives when Satan tempts us to fear that that sacrifice wasn't enough for our sins. Satan keeps us from living in the blessing. 
It happens to all of us at one point or another in your life. It even happens to us clergy types. Because we're so far removed from the events of the crucifixion and the resurrection that it doesn't feel that as if that that one sacrifice can cover our sins 2,000 years later. But the writer to the Hebrews is confident. Christ offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins. For all time. The sacrifice that covers the first sin in Eden until we make our way back home again. All of those sins, past, present, future, covered. But I will admit it's difficult to mentally and emotionally grasp this truth when our problems and our sins and our gods continue to swirl around us. As incarnate, fleshy creatures, we need to be reminded with something physical and tangible to hold on to like an anchor when our faith is tossed to and fro. The loving Father knows this about us. He is our creator. He creates us as human creatures physical beings, and so he gives us that one sacrifice, the one sacrifice of his crucified and risen son week after week after week on that altar. For the Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus, in, with, and under bread and wine, is the physical reminder of the Father's radical love for you. He wants everyone home again. So he sends the Son. So if your faith feels weakened, if today you've come to this place weary and worn down in need of hope, Come and stick close to this altar. Because when you make the journey to this altar, you'll realize that you are not alone. Your brothers and sisters come with you, sympathizing with your greatest longings. Come and taste the true fleshy body and blood of Jesus and be confident that it delivers true forgiveness and puts you back in right relationship with God. My friends, if you feel dead today, come and be enlivened with the bread of life, the one ultimate sacrifice. It's all yours. The end of the world is coming really is. The sun and moon will darken. The power of heaven will be shaken. The cosmos will fall. The heavens and the earth will pass away. Jesus is coming to judge. But you and I, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we have nothing to fear. 
the Son of Man who sacrificed himself for us is coming on clouds descending to gather all those with the name of God on their forehead and the body and blood of Jesus on their lips to live with him the better life, the eternal life of light and newness and truth. It's what our souls long for, and it's what we are given today. How beautiful it is. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.